I'm Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love. And here we are in the COVID quarantine yeah. uh, with my buddy Jason Medbury. He's back. I've had a lot of guests. I've been cheating on you, Jason. <laughs> That's fine. They were all wonderful. As long as yeah. you come back, as long as you come back. Oh, yeah. People people love your left brain advice. <laughs> uh, and I don't know about you, Jason, but this quarantine has really disrupted the way I do business. Mm-hmm. And so I have a thought here. Can you be on purpose, like have a purpose in life if you're doing nothing? Ah, that's like an existential question of all times. Like if I am doing nothing, because, you know, like if you start thinking very Zen and Buddhist, you're like, oh, nothing, stillness, meditation. No, I mean, like sitting on my ass, nothing's going on, watching my dog walk around or binge watching Netflix and that kind of nothing. Um. I guess okay. I have a fear of doing nothing. Now, mm. I, a lot of people, my partner calls me a workaholic. Ah. Okay, so I've, I have, you know, a lot of people are looking at COVID as a staycation. Okay. Right? Yeah. And they're going like, all right, this is an opportunity to uh, let go of my work and discover other things and... Yeah relax and of course a lot of people are working like crazy from home while homeschooling their kids and they're absolutely overwhelmed yep and i had this experience this last week where i've been like i gotta get my income tax done and i've i've gotta i've gotta finish recording my audible book on my book for audible and i just like and i gotta get all these emails well i had this moment on last friday where I got my income tax done mm. and in, and I finished my uh, recording for for Audible. Okay, and and everything was taken off my plate, and I had really nothing to do, mm-hmm. and I freaked out. Oh, I got anxious, and. And normal things that I would do to make me feel like I'm doing things like networking, mm. you know, going out, hanging out at the uh, Hollywood improv, seeing comics mm-hmm. and hooking up network, not hooking up, hooking yes. up. <laughs> but I'm talking about, you know, these things that make us feel like we're in the flow of life. Yes. And we're connecting to other people. Um, and we're living our life purpose. And, you know, this is kind of funny. I I read a thing that celebrities are really freaking out because they get a lot of their sense of purpose from being recognized. Ah. So they go out and they're recognized. And, of course, they're wearing a mask. They're not going to be recognized, (laughs) right? (laughs) And so it creates an anxiety and a depression Mm -hmm. because that's their purpose for many of them is to be seen and noticed. And their purpose is, I wasn't seen as a child and everybody's going to know my name. That's my purpose in life. 
and and now with um, the studios have shut down mm-hmm. and you know what are we doing and so I wanted to talk about this with you because for me doing nothing became I had to calm myself down and go um, this is okay obviously if I've been working so hard maybe I've been covering up you know what my true purpose is in life and Mm -hmm. just I I think there's such a difference between keeping busy yes and living your purpose what do you think well yes there's definitely the thing of the difference between actually making progress or just doing busy stuff to feel busy all those things you talked about, like the going out, the networking, the talking to other people, the just hanging out at places, all that kind of stuff. All those things are like they're the icing on the cake of of your progress. They're kind of the fun things to do. They're the interesting things to do. They're the social things to do. And now we see so many people who banked on their sort of I don't want to say happiness, but sort of the energy behind their flow state was that thing. It's like, yes, I can sit at home and write. Yes, I can sit at home and create, but eventually I need to go out and I need to talk and, you know, talk shop with the other creatives in my field. I need to be able to do this and that, and I need to get out there. Well, that get out there part is now gone. So they can still do the creation. They can still sit at home. They can still write. They can still make things like they haven't shut, like their inspiration hasn't shut off, but that really, but that nice feeling of being a part of a creative community or having an audience or being able to talk to someone who knows what you're going through in a physical setting, all those things are gone now. So you have to find another part of your purpose to kind of energize the part that still exists because a big part of it is now gone, you know? Right. It's like the Van Gogh complex. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can all assume that Van Gogh, you know, was on, living his purpose in life, painting his visions, Mm. right? Although he lived in poverty and didn't make any money from it. So does that mean he wasn't on purpose? Because so many of us, especially those of us living in Los Angeles and New York, um, we we get applause, and Mm. that applause goes, um, I'm on the right track. I'm yes. giving something to the audience. I'm, I'm a comic. I'm making people laugh. I'm a speaker. I'm getting standing ovations. I am on purpose because yes. people are, you know, people are buying what I'm dishing out. Mm-hmm. So that must mean because I'm getting a reaction. So without that reaction or... You know, we've all read, I mean, certainly we've all read in high school, Siddhartha. Mm-hmm. And and these, and I always thought about these dudes who like, I'm going to spend my life in silence, mm-hmm. meditating by this river, yeah. looking at my third eye. Now, what are they doing for others? Well, I don't know. Maybe they help with the dishes when they get back to the ashram. I don't know. <laughs> you know, maybe what, what are they doing? But let's this let's go back to this because I yeah. think this might be it because I do think it is as you said in the beginning of this a spiritual question mm-hmm. is if somebody is just meditating or and doing nothing else and even like not meditating well maybe they're <laughs> thinking of 
Like, what am I going to have for lunch? And yeah. then after that dinner, oh, my God, I got to do my taxes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Can they be living their purpose in life? Well, the thing about meditation is a lot of people think, and you, you, and you just from your description, you kind of have a, uh, your own belief about this, that meditation is a result. Like, it's like I meditate and I, you know, you say I'm not meditating well. Well, there is no meditating well, really. There's, you know, there's, you're trying to, yeah, have the absence of thought. But that's the Jewish interpretation. Yeah, that's, it's like you're not meditating well enough. Meditate better. Hurry up to conscious, cosmic (laughs) consciousness. Come on, enlightenment. I got things to do. You know, that's it. But (laughs) meditation is a tool. You know, that's the thing. It's a tool. It's like exercise. It's like fasting. It's like all sorts of things. It's a tool to try to get you to somewhere else. So if you are just meditating for the sake of meditating, no, you're not doing, you're not, you're not serving a purpose. You're not contributing. You're just, you're just, hey, everyone else is meditating. I no, should meditate they would too. disagree with you. Well, no, I'm no, gonna, but no, because no, you got to remember, you. Siddhartha sat under the tree in order to prepare himself to go out to the world and serve. That's why he meditated. He didn't just stay there forever. <laughs> he stayed there until he reached nirvana. And then once he reached nirvana, he, sp- he spent a life serving other people to become the Buddha. So, so that's the thing is like, yes, if you're meditating for the sake of meditating, so you can say at the next cocktail party, whenever that's going to happen, yes, yes, I meditate. I spent, party. A, I spent, you the know, green tea party. Yeah, exactly. Antioxidant party. Um, <laughs> The uh, what, whatever that is, you know, if you're just doing it to say, oh, I was just meditating. But if you're like, OK, I've got a lot of crazy crap in my brain. I'm watching way too much news. Everything I think about is negative. I'm horror porning myself like I just want to read the next horrible story about some family that's lost someone because of the pandemic. You know, then, yes, you're meditating because you're trying to clear out all the garbage and make more out of your day and not feel like crap all the time. So I think here is you sh- Try to forget about the necessity of the action and start concentrating on the result, concentrating on the thing you're trying to get to. And even if you do nothing, just reflecting on that and thinking about that is on purpose. You know, how is that on purpose? That's what I want to know, because you're because you're thinking about how am I going to do my purpose when I am able to do X, Y and Z again? You know, planning is still part of the process. Thinking about is still part of the process. Reflection is a huge part of the process. What a great time now when nothing is happening to really sit down and think about your purpose and be like, is it really what I want? Is it really what, you know, if all of these situations were happening the same, would I still want it? If it was completely different, if, if we never had a pandemic and we never had this, would I feel different about this? Deep reflection is a great thing to do every once in a while. And if that's the only thing you can do right now is just reflect on what is my purpose, reconnecting to the core of why it is you're doing what you're doing, reconnecting with, you know, reconnecting with all of your whys, then yes, you're living on purpose. But if you just go, I'm not living on purpose right now. I feel misdirected. Meditating sounds like an idea. I'll do meditation. No, you're not living on purpose. You're just, that's like saying, well, I'll just eat a bunch of candy today and that'll make me feel happy and then I'll be on purpose again. It's like, no, that's artificial. Get back to where you want to go. And if, it doesn't mean you're going to get there right now. It doesn't mean you're going to take action right now. It just means let me, let me get back into me again and think about what it is that I actually want to do, how I want to serve, and what my purpose is. 
something came into my brain from one of my spiritual classes or somewhere, mm-hmm. but it was it's about um, nature abhors a vacuum. Mm. Okay, so let's just look at that because I think right now the world has changed. Uh, there's no arguing about that mm. worldwide. The way we do things has changed. We're not even sure if movie theaters are going to come back. Things that we just took for granted that we did all the time are are perhaps going to change. Mm. So there's a redesign of civilization mm. from like the core. You know, um, office buildings, um, their usage is mm. going to change. So much is is going to change. Now, so if we're still doing the same thing and doing the same thing mm-hmm. and it's not working and there if the world is redesigning ourselves uh, itself isn't there a moment where we have to stop and create a space for um, inspiration mm-hmm. for new ideas for a redesign of our careers and our work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I got really scared because my purpose has been, um, a friend of mine did this exercise with me mm-hmm. and uh, we went for, before COVID, we went for a, a retreat. We do this like four times a year to reevaluate our purpose. Mm-hmm. Are we on purpose? And she said to me, okay, you died. Let's just say you died. Mm-hmm. And what, what, why are you pissed at yourself? Like, what didn't you do? Mm-hmm. And the one thing I was really pissed at myself that I really wanted to do is this um, story I have about my life, my childhood story. Mm. About It's really about why I wanted to be a magician, and I was a childhood magician. And I, I, I had been writing that uh, solo show for two years, and I couldn't make it work. And so I put it away, and I did nothing with it. And then when she said that, I went, that's my purpose in life. That's the thing that if I'm hit by a car and I'm dying, I go, shit, I never finished that play. (laughs) Right? I mean, that's when you know how important this completion is. Because Mm. for so many things, because it was so secretive um, growing up when when I did about Mm. everything and nobody talked. So it's so important for me to have created it into a work of art that other people would relate to. So now I finished it, mm-hmm. okay? I finished it, and now there is no live theater. Mm-hmm. And I am devastated. Mm-hmm. I want to perform it. Now, obviously, I could do it online. I have done readings online, but anybody in live theater or live performer knows when you're doing a comedy, Yeah, that, that just... That just isn't going to cut it, especially mm. something that needs staging and mm. needs performance. I mean, I saw Hamilton on Disney, and it just wasn't the same, you know, mm-hmm. seeing it live. There's, for a live performer, it's our blood, it's our purpose. And I freaked out. And mm. since then, I've been going like, that really is my bucket list my third act of my life mm-hmm. and how 
I mean, I'm trying to readjust. Well, maybe I'll turn it into a book and people can read it. But there's a certain, I guess, sadness mm-hmm. about the delay of this. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that you just hit it right on the head. It's a delay. I don't think maybe. live theater's gone maybe. forever. Maybe. I don't, don't think, think. I no, 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 no. Because when you start getting rid of, because uh, that means then all events from all over the world are gone forever. That's at that point we become mole men. And we live under the ground, and we forage for our food, Wait, and there's no mole inter- men. Mole you men. can't say that. That's unwoke. What about the women? Yeah, well, it's, mole it's, well, trust me. No, the women will have checked out a long time ago. <laughs> like we're not going down there with you. But the, uh, but the, uh, the thing is, is like I do think those things are coming back. I have faith that those things are coming back. Um, so, I mean, if you want to believe that all live events are done forever then okay, you can believe that, but that is a serious mindset and quite a big turn uh, from, from where you are now. But with the belief that this will come back and when it comes back, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to have a finished show. Hell, I might have two finished shows. If it oh, doesn't yeah, come back been... for two years. Okay, then... so it's, it's, it's a changed mindset. And I mm-hmm. think we talked about this in, an, in, in a a past podcast of mm-hmm. getting ready for when it ends. Mm-hmm. And I see it almost like when it ends, there's, it's like a horse race. The imagery is yeah. on your mark, get set, go. Yep. Right. <laughs> I got so much to put out there now. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too, is you also had before all this, a pattern of activity that led to certain things. And that pattern has been massively interrupted. And yes. so you're going to have to develop new patterns and new habits in this world that you can look forward to casting off when things can, you know, return back to normal. Uh, you know, but then again, you know, we're also talking about faith here as well. Like if, like me, I believe that things will be coming back. They, will they look different? Yes. You know, will you be looking out from the stage with a bunch of people wearing masks? That's possible. You know, may there be a plastic screen between you and them. You know, who knows what that thing might be. But I don't think people gathering to watch production is is gone. I don't think it's extinct. Um, so uh, no matter what it is, whether it's movies or theaters or concerts or sporting events or all that stuff, I think... It's too much a part of the the landscape of the human identity for it to just be buried. Um, yes. And then I also think it's an opportunity now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. Once you make a shift in mindset, you start seeing a bunch of other things you can do. Yes. And one of them is if we could assume that things will be back. Mm-hmm. that we will be back that we will there will be live performance because i know most of the people listening to this live to stand on that stage and hear the laughter that's their purpose to give laughter and levity to this world and yes there are other ways we can do it on social media and what have you but that visceral moment and what it does and taking in that laughter into our body that's that's just so important so perhaps you know, I, as a workaholic, as I said before, yeah. I feel from, you know, listening to this podcast while <laughs> I'm doing it, by the way, um, is, is, is that perhaps this is the time to take that vacation, to do that bucket list mm-hmm. that 
rent an RV and drive up PCH mm-hmm. and, and, and go camping and, 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 to, and to do those things that I've always wanted to do because if not now, when? And to relax, take a breath, mm-hmm. and to know things are coming back and and be prepared for when they do with your projects mm-hmm. with what you've written during this time yeah. and that full expression of your purpose will blossom for your special gift Go to themessageofyou.com. That's themessageofyou.com and get your free one-year subscription to the Message of You University, which is full of lessons to help you find your message and turn it into a book, a TED Talk, or a paid speaking career. That's themessageofyou.com.